from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. Where can we stand as the tsunami of cultural changes threatens to sweep away our rights and liberties? Find out in Here We Stand, the new hardcover book by Dr. Frank Wright, and the companion DVD, Standing for Truth, available only through D. James Kennedy Ministries. You'll hear from frontline Christians who are standing strong. People who took their pro-choice friends to see unplanned, and those friends walked out pro-life. I stood up for my uh, values and my faith, and I said that I believe marriage should be between a man and a woman. It's those who have the courage to stand up when the bell's tolled to say, yes, here I am. I've got my U.S. passport, and I've got a heavenly passport. And whatever happens to this country, whatever happens to me, there's a future that goes beyond this. We are in a pivotal moment in history, and that's why Dr. Frank Wright wrote, Here We Stand, a generational call to the radical kingdom of God, to give you biblical hope for the future and provide essential truth in a culture awash in hostility towards your Christian faith. For a generous donation of $60 or more, we will send you the DVD, Standing for Truth, plus the brand new hardcover book, Here We Stand, written by Dr. Frank Wright. Contact us today and help us stand for truth and defend your freedom. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. In 1960, almost 7% of all births were to an unwed mother. By the year 2012, that number rose to an astonishing 41%, which raises a critical question in our day. Where have all the fathers gone? And what impact has their absence had on those they left behind? Decades of research have answered this question, proving what ought to be recognized as obvious, Children need the presence and the guidance of fathers in family life. The more involved a dad is, the research shows, the more successful his children will be in virtually all measures. As one researcher put it, a father who is affectionate, supportive, and involved can contribute greatly to a child's cognitive, language, and social development, as well as academic achievement, a sense of well-being, self-esteem, and even authenticity. With even a casual look at our fraying social fabric, we see everywhere the evidence of the dad deficit. What can be done about it? Well, here is Dr. D. James Kennedy with his timely Father's Day message, Godly Dads. Our scripture lesson this morning is taken from the sixth chapter of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 1. May we hear the inspired, the infallible word of the living God. Children, 
Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And may God speak to us today through this brief portion of his word, and may his name ever be praised. Amen. Father's Day. Where did it come from? Who invented it? Well, it was actually a young lady by the name of Mrs. John Bruce Dodd from Spokane, Washington. She was bereft of her mother when she was but a tiny little girl, and she was reared by her father along with her brothers. And she was so impressed with the tremendous dedication of a godly father who was trying to do it on his own without the help of a mother that she determined to try to have fathers recognize. That was 1910. It took her 62 years. It wasn't until 1972 that Father's Day was actually established by the Congress, a joint resolution, and uh, the president issued a presidential Father's Day proclamation. So, dads, it took us a long time, but we finally have a day all to ourselves. And what is uh, a father after all? Paul Harvey said, a father is a thing that has to endure childbirth without anesthesia. (laughs) Well, there were three such would-be fathers in a waiting room, pacing back and forth, waiting for the news about their wives. And finally, the nurse popped in and said, Mr. Smith, I'm happy to say that your wife has just given birth to healthy twin boys. And he said, oh, that's marvelous and quite appropriate since I work for Doubleday Publishing. A few minutes later, she came back and said, Mr. Stevens, your wife has just given birth to triplets. And he said, marvelous. And that's fitting, too, because I work for the 3M Corporation. And she said to the third man, and I'll be back with some news for you in a moment. Don't bother, he said, grabbing his hat. I'm out of here. I work for 7-Up. And the first thing I would like to talk to you about is that dad and tens of millions like him who have just blinked out the disappearance of dad is, as has been said by a number of authorities, the most significant social problem of our generation. In fact, in 1992, then Health and Human Services Secretary Lewis Sullivan said, quote, fatherlessness is the greatest family challenge of our era. 
And one youth worker in a Los Angeles gang area said that the common denominator among gang members is fatherlessness. Homes without dads. In fact, the disappearance of dads is waking many people up to the importance of dads. I think that this is a most appropriate time for us to be considering Father's Day because social scientists all over the country are suddenly realizing, dads, you're important. In fact, study after study after study is now showing that crime, drugs, gangs, school failure, school dropouts, depression, suicide, and murder are all largely due to the disappearance of dad. Seventy percent of all teenage criminals come from homes without fathers. And the results are not even at this point fully measured. It's only recently that people and social scientists are realizing the enormous negative impact of fatherless families. James Dobson, a few years ago, the psychologist, said, The Western world stands at its greatest crossroads in history. It is my opinion that our very survival as a people will depend upon the presence or absence of masculine leadership in millions of homes. I believe with everything within me that husbands hold the keys to the preservation of the family. Now that's putting it pretty strongly, isn't it? Fathers, you are important. Today, that is realized more than ever, ever before. And yet, in addition to the disappearance of dads, let me say something about the denigration of dads that has largely led to that. And there are three principal areas from which this denigration has come. One of them is the radical feminist movement, which uh, indeed has caused a great many men to lose their identity and become certainly gender and role confused. Uh, Why wouldn't they when radical feminists have been writing things like this? That a man's role is, quote, uncertain, undefined, and perhaps not necessary. So the feminist attack upon men, which has recommended several other approaches to living without men, has been a modern phenomenon unheard of before, and it has wreaked havoc upon our society. Secondly, let me mention that the government has played its part in the denigration of dads. In their 
fuzzy-headed view from Foggy Bottom, the federal politicians have made well-intentioned efforts to try to help people that were in need. But as always, having ignored biblical teaching, especially the teaching concerning the sinfulness of men, they have failed to realize that mankind will take most any good thing and turn it on its head and make it into something bad. And so they've also failed to realize that because of that, whatever the government subsidizes, they are going to be inundated with. Back in the 30s, the government subsidized pigs. It wasn't long until the Midwest was up to its hips in pigs. Now we're subsidizing illegitimate children. Guess what? We're up to our earlobes in illegitimate children in this country. By the millions, 80% of the children born in the inner city are illegitimate. And all of that has as one of its side effects the destruction of the family. Because one thing that is conspicuously absent from all of that is fathers, godly or otherwise. Dad is just not there. And of course, they're not only the feminists and the federal government, but also there is the media, which has taken part in the attack on fathers. We've come a long way in 40 years. We've come from father knows best to father knows nothing at all. All of the while, in their supposed wisdom, which is actual stupidity, they do not realize that they are contributing to this utter breakdown in the American family which, as Lewis Sullivan said, is the most significant social issue of our era, and that they are contributing to it by this continual attack on fatherhood. And that all comes out of the basic hostility of those writers and directors and producers toward God, the Heavenly Father and to all of the authority figures which he has built into this structure of this world. And because they're in rebellion against God, they're also in rebellion against every other authority figure. And the father, being such a figure, is a very easy target for ridicule and uh, comedic programs. But I urge you not to watch them. One, you encourage them in such things, and two, you're warping your own mind against God's plan for fathers. God calls us to be godly fathers, gentlemen. I trust that at least you're not the disappearing dad, that you're home with your children, and yet tragically, one study recently showed that the average father in America he, that is, the one that's in the home spends a total of 37 seconds on average per day talking to his children. And then has the unbridled gall to call that quality time. 
That is negative child abuse, not quality time. I think it was interesting that uh, one theologian asked his children what it was about their childhood, they're now grown up, that they, they remembered most fondly. Was it the vacations, all the national parks, the Grand Canyon, the wonderful times we had? They said, to a person, no. Dad, the thing that we best liked was the times that we got down in the living room rug and we tussled with you. The laughter, the tickling, the fun, that's what they remember. There's something bonding in those occasions like that. But those are important times. And so very soon they grow up. Are you teaching your child the things of God? Are you bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Have you taught them the Christian faith and the doctrines of it? Or have you left that to others to do? To your pastor, to your Sunday school teacher, to your wife? It's interesting that before 1830, almost all books on child development were written to fathers. That's no longer true. Today, they rarely are. Well, I'm happy to say, in addition to the disappearance of dad and the denigration of dad, there is the reappearance of dad that I think is very encouraging. The last verses of the Old Testament in Malachi say that before the great and notable day of the Lord that God will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to the fathers, and there will be that bonding again. Marx, Karl Marx, you remember, said that to take over any nation, it is necessary to make a cleavage between any one generation and the generation to come, to cut off the values and morals and beliefs of those that had gone before from the coming generation. And there is no doubt that the rock generation, the drug generation, the, the hippie generation, the generation of the 60s came closer to doing that than anything in the history of this country, of dividing fathers from sons and daughters from mothers. But I thank God that that is largely over and there is a turning again and a uniting of fathers and sons and daughters in heart and mind. I hope that today, on this Father's Day, that all of you who are dads, if you still have children in your home, that you will determine that you are going to be a godly dad, that you will bring that child up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, that you will teach them the doctrines of our holy religions, you'll pray with them and for them, and use all of the means of God's appointment that one day they may trust in Christ or grow in him if they know him. This is what is desperately needed in our time. This is the decision that is largely going to affect the future of our country. A crossroads in the history of America. Dads, how is it with you? Have you been a godly dad?
Would you like to become one? Soon they will be gone. And many times, fathers who have not been godly fathers have lived to see their children get off into sin, turn away from the faith, and have their hearts broken because they did not bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I urge you to make that decision. Yes, I want to be a godly dad. Because, you know, if you don't spend that time now with your children, there'll come a time when they're all grown up, very busy, and you'll want to see them. But they'll be too busy. Sorry, Dad. Maybe next week or next. But even that comes around because there'll come a time in their lives when they'll say, as I have and many others, gee, I wish, I wish I could spend some time with my dad. It's long too late. May we pray. Our Heavenly Father, what an awesome responsibility you have given to us that we should stand in loco dei, in thy place, O God, to our children. May we be godly fathers. May we show unto our children your love. May they hear from our lips and see in our actions that we truly love them. May they discover from us values and morals for life And may they be moved to live by them. May they discover a Christian view of life that will help them and follow them all of their days. And may they grow up to love thee and trust thee and to serve thee with all of their hearts. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer with Dr. Kennedy and invited Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, we'd like to send you the book written by Dr. Kennedy for new believers called Beginning Again. This will help you grow in your newfound faith. You'll learn how to read and study the Bible, which is essential to every Christian's life. You'll learn how to pray, and very importantly, you'll learn how to bring others to saving faith, which is the greatest thing you can do. To receive your copy of Beginning Again, Just write to our address or call our toll-free number, and may God richly bless you. As Dr. Kennedy shows us, the responsibilities of being a godly father seem sometimes overwhelming, and the cultural war on fatherhood is part of a larger war against God's design for male and female. The Bible's message is a threat 
to the so-called progressives who are trying to restructure our society brick by secular brick. And that's why they work feverishly to silence and marginalize Christians. How do we confront these challenges boldly and winsomely? Find out in a brand new DVD program we've produced called Standing for Truth. In this DVD, you will hear from courageous Christians who have stood up against the secular forces that now seek to rule us in their godless image. And you will be encouraged to likewise stand strong for truth. It features Abby Johnson, the former Planned Parenthood clinic director who is now helping people come out of the abortion industry. You'll meet a former Miss California who was the focus of an intense media firestorm for daring to speak in favor of traditional marriage. And we hear from former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, who cheerfully battles for truth in the media and raised a daughter to do the same as President Trump's press secretary. And there's much, much more. We will send you the special DVD program, Standing for Truth, as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or you can go online to djkm.org. And if you can give a generous donation of $60 or more, we will send you the DVD program plus my brand new hardcover book, Here We Stand, a generational call to the radical kingdom of God. I wrote this book both as a labor of love and from an obligation born of urgency. We are at a pivotal moment in the history of our culture. What can you and I do when God is purged from our public life and our culture runs headlong into irrational immorality? When Christians are pressured to remain silent? In this new book, I share a plan to see our nation and our world one for Christ. And I give you biblical hope for the future. I really and truly see this as an essential guidebook for the days in which we live. And I, if this sounds immodest, forgive me, I really believe every Christian should have a copy and read this book. We will send you the brand new DVD program, Standing for Truth, plus my new hardcover book, Here We Stand, as our thanks for your donation of $60 or more. And as you donate, you will be helping us to boldly broadcast the truth on controversial issues like this one. So please, write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free, 888-332-3069. Or you can go online to djkm.org. I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time.
today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.